0: So before episode three of the podcast begins, I just have to note something, so I, I wanted to tell the story. Uh, when I was first starting to record this episode, um, I noticed about 15 minutes in, I was picking up some radio frequencies from truck drivers across like the state and the region, and it was freaking me out. One, it was funny, but it was it was freaking me out. So in other words... Um I guess my whatever signal my podcast equipment was giving off um I I guess I was broadcasting to them through their radio frequencies so for the first 15 20 minutes of me trying to record this episode I I was broadcasting to these truck drivers and they were uh to say the least I guess not happy <laughs> so they were um immediately angry they were yelling at me to get off their frequency and telling me who they were and yada yada it was it was pretty funny it freaked me out um i i I was thinking about releasing the uh the audio I'm not going to because these guys actually re- told me their names and stuff over their radio frequencies I, I'm not I'm not going to do that now um but yeah Kind of a, uh, a little technical difficulty I had to deal with. Um, it should be resolved. If you hear it anywhere throughout the episode, and if I miss something, I went back and listened to the whole thing. But if if I miss something and you and you hear some radio frequencies, by all means, please tell me because that is funny. Um, and like I said, I hope uh, it's it's resolved and I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, so sorry to the truck drivers I had to deal with that, <laughs> and then whatever people were had a. Uh, a radio frequency, a two-way radio in their in their vehicle or or their house. I, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, just thought that'd be funny. I wanted to share that with you. So that being said, here is episode three of the DRS activated pod. Thank you. DRS did not open. <laughs> yes, Let me alone. I know. What you're doing. Here comes the main He won it Spa. He wins it. Max Verstappen, you are the world champion. The world champion. Get in there, Lewis. Yeah. Champion of the world. And it's lights out, and away we go! Welcome to the DRS Activated Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Calabrese. Thank you so much for being here. Episode 3. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have quite a few things to go over today. I'm sort of playing catch-up. Um, for one, I consider this podcast a hobby. And uh, you know when you have things going on in your regular life, um, sometimes you can't get to your hobbies. So catching up on a couple things. Uh, some things we're going to go over today. It is the I have the final part of the car launch uh, of the car launches that um, the remaining teams had to do. That is Tauri, Aston Martin, McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Alpine or Alpine, however you want to pronounce it. Um, As I'm recording this, uh, we have done two days of testing now in Bahrain. We'll figure that out at the end. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, Testing means, I think, for the most part, absolutely nothing. Um, And I am going to give you my season prediction for this year at the end of the show. Um, I'm I'm excited to, to go over that as well. I hope this won't take too long. It shouldn't be too long of an episode today if we get... Through everything we have to, starting with um the car launches now the remaining teams that had to uh, that had to do that, um, starting with AlphaTauri they had the the quickest car launch of all time, which I appreciated a lot, and I think a lot of other people did too. Well, I you know I, I I don't know maybe they did maybe they didn't. I for the most part was uh was okay with the the quick car launch. I don't I don't think they talked. To anyone of importance Or non-importance, I should say And, um, you know, they got straight to the point They released the car They showed everyone what the livery is going to be this year And who the drivers are And I I appreciated that they got straight to the point of that Um, The livery itself I mean, I I wasn't too, I mean, you know, surprised um, With what they were doing Is pretty much what Is what is expecting I didn't know that Orland was a sponsor Of them this year though um, They moved off of The sponsorship Obviously from Alfa Romeo Which was Alfa Romeo Orland Last year And they are now Sponsors of Alpha Um The Alphatari livery Again That same Navy blue and white However With the Orland sponsorship Now they have some Red accents On the livery Which isn't bad Honestly it's a nice little uh, It's a nice little um, tough uh, nice little tough nice little touch to delivery I think and it's uh it's a clean it's a clean look you know I, I don't it's certainly not the best on the grid but it's it's pretty clean and it's kind of you know it's tough for me to to tell you what they look like i I, I know I don't have video yet um, and I don't anticipate having video for this podcast anytime soon I know you know some of the big names have have video attached to their podcast as well for one I have no guests. Uh, on this podcast. Um, so you know I, I, there's no reason to have video and two, my workspace where I record this podcast is an absolute disaster. It is an absolute disaster. There is nothing uh, attractive about the the outside to the outer workings of the workspace I work in. I you know there's no fancy backgrounds or, or anything like that and I and I refuse to do a green screen that would just be ridiculous. Um, so if you want to look it up, Yourself, uh, look up the AlphaTauri livery and any any of the other liveries itself, as well for all these uh, for all these teams. Um, you can you can do that. Um, you don't have to do anything. I'm not I'm not telling you to do anything, but if you want to actually look it up for yourself, that'd be the best way to do it. Um, they have a new driver lineup this year, as do a couple other teams as well that I'm about to discuss. Uh, new driver lineup. Um, Yuki Tsunoda, he's staying. He is this, he's now in his third season with AlphaTauri. Uh, new driver replacing Pierre Gasly Nick DeVries, who is, I think, I would say, in my opinion um, I, I He's more highly anticipated, I think, than anyone else as a rookie on the grid Even Oscar Piastri, who we'll get into later um, I'm expecting him, Nick DeVries, to score more points um, than I think what people are expecting He kind of proved he can score points Actually he did prove he can score points in a Williams last year at Monza, and I thought that was very impressive. Williams being the absolute worst car in the grid last season, and he proved he could score points in that. That was pretty cool. The team expectations now of Alvatari, here we go. I, I don't get it with Alfatari. I don't get what their kind of what their you know their deal is within within Formula One. I know they're the sister team of Red Bull and you know, Yuki Tsunoda is a Red Bull he's part of the Red Bull Driver Academy. I don't think Nick DeVries is. Um, and I I feel I thought that was kind of the you know, almost like the farm team for Red Bull. You know, so you can get their they can get their drivers into a Formula One car, maybe score some points, and definitely not as good as a car as Red Bull. Um and, and maybe prove to them to Red Bull that their young drivers can perform in a Formula One car if at some point in time they have to Release one of their Their main drivers At Red Bull But Max Verstappen Is not going anywhere uh, Checo Perez He signed a contract uh, Last year I think through 2025 I want to say Or 2024 I'll have to look that up Um, So And, and I don't see Either of the drivers Now at, at AlphaTari Replacing Checo anytime soon Um, That's You know We'll, we'll cross that bridge When we get there But Going back to the team expectations about Ferrari, I genuinely believe they are not interested in winning championships at all. They do not. I, I genuinely believe they don't have—I shouldn't say that they don't believe or don't have the desire to win a championship. I, I think they don't believe they can win a championship. I think they're pretty confident with that, with, one, the facilities they have, the car they have, whatever else they have. Um, <laughs> you know, but, it's so weird to put a Formula One team on the grid if they are not interested in winning. And truly I believe AlphaTauri is not. I don't think they are. I really don't I really don't think they are. And it's it's frustrating amongst I think some other fans as well. And it's it's you know, it's no shade on Alpha I I like Yuki Sonoda. I think he's a wonderful character, and he's a talented driver. Nick DeVries, we're gonna find out what his F one talent can bring throughout an entire season. He certainly proved last year he can score points. We know that. I just said that. And I I, I want to see Alpha Tari fighting with you know, within that P four through P seven slot. And I don't see them doing it anytime soon. Not anymore. Certainly not anymore. I just I don't I don't understand what their kind of what their model is. I really don't. Driver expectations, Yuki Tsunoda, Red Bull wants him to do well. They want to see him improve every year, and I think everyone else does too. He's a wonderful character. He's a talented driver, and I, I would love to see him succeed. Nick DeVries, I am putting him at outscoring Yuki Tsunoda this season. That's a bold prediction, but I am putting him right there at outscoring him. I don't know why I feel that way. I think he is a... A wonderful talent Although he is a rookie He's a 28 year old rookie That's kind of unheard of now in Formula 1 Your rookies now are within You know sometimes age 20 Max Verstappen was a teenager When he made his debut in Formula 1 So that's that's kind of that um, and, and a lot of these other drivers Now they're making their debut In in Formula 1 Their teenagers are age 20 Or not not 21 It's crazy um, but I I am expecting to see Nick Devries outscore Yuki Sonoda. I think that would be something, and they'd kind of they'd they immediately reevaluate Yuki Sonoda if Nick Devries outscored him, which would be too bad. But I could see Nick Devries doing that. So Alpha tauri interesting livery, um, pretty much exactly the same. And I I just I don't get what their deal is, man. I just don't get it. It's it's almost like a team that's just kinda it's just kind of there for the ride and not so much for the championships. I don't know. Moving along to Aston Martin. One of my favorite liveries on the grid. I love the green that they have painted on the entire car with the yellow accents. The green they have, it's sharp, it's attractive green. It's not like a loud in your face green. It is just it's like a it's like a James Bond esque green. I guess that's the best way I can can explain it it's, it's smooth It's You know It's it's attractive It's suave And it's kind of like that um, Take a look If you get a chance I would take a look At this one It's a really attractive car um, We'll see how it performs Throughout the grid this year um, Again Having an attractive car I've said, I have said. know I've said it before In on one of the other episodes Having an attractive car Or having the best looking car Means absolutely nothing If it doesn't perform It means nothing You can have the best looking car On the grid If it doesn't perform Who cares doesn't matter Again now another new driver lineup At Aston Martin Sebastian Vettel The legend Sebastian Vettel Retired at the end of last season And replacing him Fernando Alonso Another legend of Formula 1 Two time world champion 05 and 06 Dethroned Michael Schumacher Off of that hill from I don't know what was he what He, he won from 2000 to 2004 this world championships Um yeah, Fernando Alonso, one of the best drivers on the grid, even still, at his age. I, I think he's about forty years old now, and at forty years old, still having that fire, that desire, the the drive to win, and and just that level of talent, it's amazing. It's you know, it's one of those things. It's like it's he's sort of um, he's sort of outliving father time, in that essence. Forty years old is is ancient on the form of the one grid. As it is just about every other sport too, football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Forty years old is is ancient. Not obviously not in life, but in the sport, the sporting world, forty years old is is ancient. Team expectations for Aston Martin this year. I'm expecting big things from them. I, I can see them making a big improvement. Not only just because Fernando Alonso's there. Uh, nothing against Sebastian Vettel, great driver. Fernando Alonso. I think it just has a little more competitive fire right now. I think Sebastian Vettel just wanted to stay in the grid the last couple of years. Um, Whether he wanted to win or not, or just help the team develop, I don't know. Fernando Alonso, I think he's there to win. And I think he wouldn't have left Alpine to go to Aston Martin if he didn't think he was going to win. Or fight for podiums. I'm expecting a big improvement, probably the biggest improvement, as well as everyone else's this year from Aston Martin. Uh, last year they were P7. They finished P7 on the grid. Let me make sure I have that right. Aston Martin finished P7 on the grid last year. I, I want to. I can see them making a jump as high as P4 at, at the end of the season. I, I do. Um, Lawrence Stroll, their owner, is committed to the team amongst you know all things related to the team. He's very. He's extremely committed. New factory, um, a new headquarters, um, a you know kind of a fresh new um i guess lease on 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 the uh on the team's life it's going to be exciting they have a great staff they they have a wonderful wonderful car i think it's going to be great this year and that team i just think i think they're hungry to win they're they are still proving themselves i guess within the change still from uh whatever they were before they were racing point before that they were force india and You know now, with the Aston Martin branding, I think Aston Martin, uh, the title sponsor, is one expecting them to perform, and so is the owner, and so is the team. I'm expecting them to make a big jump this year. Driver expectations now. um, Lance Stroll, at the moment, uh, his I think he broke his he broke his wrist or wrists. I saw he broke both of his wrists in a biking accident, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, I I would love to see him do well. that's too bad to hear because I was like I think two or three days before The Bahrain testing they did their car Launch then the testing was, was Coming up and it. so I, I don't know Kind of and I guess it's kind of going back To the team expectations now I don't know Who's going to fill in for him I guess it's going to be Felipe Drugovich who's going to fill in If, if uh, Lance can't race I know he was for the Testing um, At least day one he was supposed to Do part of the testing the car I think Broke down um, or not broke down Or had some kind of um, Sensor error I know they were Within the first 20 minutes the car was Stopped on the side of the road on the Side of the track and Fernando Lanza pretty much took over the rest of the Afternoon and all of Day two as well so I don't know if you get If you get a a healthy Lance stroll uh, They will be successful If they have a second driver Or a third driver I should say uh, someone who's not Lance Stroll, I, I don't know what the the, um, the results are going to be. Going back to the driver expectations now, or expectations now, Fernando Alonso is no question uh, <laughs> one of the one of the best drivers in the grid. He wants himself to win championships, as well as a lot of other fans do. Uh, but the expectations he put he puts on himself, no question, are extremely high. And I, I would love to see him fight for a podium or two. I can certainly see him doing that. Um, it's all about the reliability of the car. We obviously know it's it's all it's always been about reliability. Um, and I think Fernando, with his skill, if he's fat, if he's quick enough, he gets the right track. There's no question. A lot of tracks suit his driving style. He's going to fight for podiums. I can certainly see him doing that. Um, I don't think you know if if he wins race, it'll be something kind of like that. 2021 uh hungarian grand prix race where uh, esteban, o- esteban 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 o- Ocon oh my god i can't pronounce his name <laughs> esteban okan won the race where half the grid pretty much crashed out and it was there was rain and it was just i mean lewis Hamilton started on the grid by himself everyone else started from the pit lane it was the most bizarre thing ever um <laughs> it was uh, if you know If he were to win a race this year, it'd have to be something insane like that, where half the grid crash, you need rain and whatever else. So uh, that'd be that. Lance Stroll, on the other hand, um, I'd love to see him also fight for podiums as well. I think that'd be very cool. I don't see him doing that this year. I don't know what the status with his broken wrists are. If you have a broken wrist, I've got to imagine it's pretty difficult to drive a Formula 1 car. I mean, I know they're so... Technologically advanced now and for the most part A lot easier to drive than, than the cars in the Years past but you Still need your Your wrists to be a hundred percent I would imagine to drive a car at that level Um A healthy Lance Stroll I can see him Cracking the top ten there's no question about It maybe even the top seven if he's A hundred percent healthy that's At the ceiling hundred percent healthy everything goes His way that'd be that'd be Kind of that um but yeah, I I really like to see Aston Martin make an improvement this year. I can see them doing it. I really can. They have a, they have a very committed team. I think committed much more much more hopeful. I think than the next team I'm about to talk about here, and that is McLaren. Oh man, I think McLaren is in shambles, and they probably will be at least for another. It sounds like the next two seasons, which is which is just sad. Which is sad. Before I get into that, though, we got to talk about the livery they released. It's not bad. I am not overly crazy about it, um, but it's all—I mean, it's not—it's not terrible by any means. Um, it's orange, get the little blue accents, sort of like a Gulf livery, not quite, but sort of. I don't think they're sponsored by Gulf anymore. Um, and then it has a lot of black accents with that black carbon fiber throughout the entire car, which is which is sharp. I, it's it's not the most unattractive car on the grid, but it's certainly not the best. Um, and it's pretty much kind of what I expected, anyways, out of McLaren. Give that—I um, would give that. If you want to look that up, that's that's pretty cool to look up. The only thing I do not like about the car at all—they have a—they have a sponsor with uh, with Google Chrome, and their wheel covers are the colors of the Google Chrome, like the Google Chrome search bar. And it's just uh, it's just—it's ugly. That's that's the only thing I don't like about the car. Other than that, it's not bad. Um, new driver lineup again. McLaren now. Oscar Piastri. Uh, taking over for Daniel Ricciardo, who left at the end of the season, kind of another sore subject for some people. I won't get into that though. Um, he is pro- he's probably the most hyped rookie since I've been watching Formula One, um, and I think rightfully so. He's Formula Two champion. A lot of people consider him one of the best, you know, young drivers um, in the sport, and they. They think he's going to have immediate success I'd love to see it That'd be really cool I don't think he's in the right situation though I don't think McLaren's the right spot for him Uh, Maybe it is, maybe it isn't I don't know But McLaren, again, is just kind of They're just in shambles I don't know what it is I have no idea what it is I I don't know if they're If they're just not confident that they can win championships Which it sounds like they're not And, and, you know, uh, it's I don't I don't Necessarily like The direction They're going in they, They've they said I feel like For the last Five years Or four years Whatever it is That You know Oh yeah we're, we're gonna be We'll be fighting For the championship In probably three years And they've been saying that For three to four years And they're still not Fighting for championships I know they have A big wind tunnel That they're supposed to be Building or completing At some point in time Which will improve The, uh, the build of the car And the development Of the car um, But at the moment right now i maybe i think they're just kind of they're just kind of keep their head above water um i i feel so bad for lando norris who is uh the, i i mean no question the number 1 driver um i feel terrible for him because i think he's one of the top 5 drivers on the grid and he he's just in a tough situation he's not fighting for championships how how are you you know it, Still that I feel bad for him because he's One extremely young and how are you that Young and you're not fighting for championships Formula there's no given in Formula one who knows his contract Could expire with McLaren McLaren might say okay we're going to move a different direction And These these other teams might be like All right well we don't have a stop for you right now It's, it's never a given And being With McLaren for as long as he's been already And not being able to fight at the front of the grid for a championship, it's it's got to be tough. It's gotta it's gotta be tough on, you know, just your the mental side of things because you're you know you're getting put into a car that's not going to be able to compete with the top three teams, and maybe not even the top, the, the middle three four teams that are right there. It's going to be tough. I, I feel bad for them. And I, I I'm maybe just right now they're in it for the money, and not so much the fight of the championship and just trying to just stay on the grid i mean it's just you know i can't even imagine because mclaren one of the most one of the most storied teams in all of formula 1 some of the best drivers ever drove for formula or drove for uh, mclaren ayrton senna you know nigel mansell mika hakkinen lewis hamilton he he won a championship with with mclaren and it's like now i just i i don't know what their deal is they feel like that's a team who knows how to throw a great party but you know for their sponsors but they just don't want to win championships now i don't i don't understand it and i'm you know i'm sure and i and i say they don't want to win championships it's just my feeling i know i know they want to get back to the front of the grid and win championships it's just right now i know they feel they cannot and so they're they're not focusing too much on that They're focusing more on the the sponsors And the corporate side of things so That's just my feeling Again A lot of this is all my opinion It's it's, it's a lot of that But I'd love to see them fight at the top again Because they had some of the best teams ever They really did Nikki Lauda drove for them He won a championship them. Ron Dennis got on to come out of retirement In the 80s And won a championship So I don't know Just a little bit different now Without Ron Dennis there I think I I Pretty sure he's not Involved at all Anymore with McLaren um, But team expectation I don't see them I don't see them Having a great year It's it's going to be A bit of a disappointment One because of Just the car Itself um, You know It's, it's going to be weird Because a lot of people Are expecting Oscar Piastri to, to perform immediately Being how Talented of a young Driver he is And I just think With the car They're giving him He's not going to Be able to perform as well as everyone thinks, so the media is going to be in a big outrage. Oh, is this the right signing? blah blah blah. blah. Who knows? Lando Norris, I feel bad for him because he won't be fighting for a championship this year and, and that McLaren next year. Who knows? Year to year, who knows? And it's it's sad. It's just uh, it's a sad thing. It is a sad thing. I see McLaren. Uh, if I, I can see them, if they finish like P7, I would not be surprised. I really wouldn't. From what all this sounds like, I would not be surprised at all. Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Um, I can see Lando maybe he he might fight for a podium one time the throughout the year, maybe once. Um, from what it sounds like, the car is that bad. Oscar Piastri, if he fought for a podium one time, again it'd have to be something crazy would happen, like you know, half the grid would have to, to crash or something, and he'd you know he he'd weasel his way to the front and somehow defend and get a podium that way. But McLaren, obviously, a couple years away, I think, again, from really fighting amongst the top three. So we'll see. We will see. Now, moving on to Ferrari. Oh, man. Here we go. I have said already I am a Ferrari fan, and (laughs) it's just it's bad. It is a bad thing because... I am. I learned very quickly. There is a lot of pain involved in being a Ferrari fan. Ever since Kimi Raikkonen won his championship in '07, it's been nothing but pain since then. Um, they have, of course, the car is red. There's no question about it. Everyone knew it was going to be red. The car itself, they released their. They had the best car launch of all time. A lot of people were saying, I haven't seen too many car launches. But this one certainly was the best one this year. There's no question about it. It was hands down the best. The car itself is nothing short of a masterpiece. They released their actual car. They're going to be driving. The day, the way their, their car launch was, was was perfect. It was nothing but perfection. They released the car. They talked to the drivers. Then they did a live test at... The Ferrari factory The Fiorano circuit In front of A couple thousand Other fans And who knows How many other fans Were lined up Around the entire circuit Itself Watching this car It was the best thing It was the right thing And I hope other teams Kind of take notice Of that as well Because that was The best car launch Of all time um, Their driver lineup Charles Leclerc And Carlos Sainz, one of the best driver lineups on the grid, as Ferrari should have every single season. One of the best driver lineups. It's whether or not Ferrari can give them the car. Everyone, it's <laughs> I, I see it a lot, and I, I feel kind of bad for Carlos with this, too. Everyone wants Charles Leclerc to win the, the championship. And, of course, I do, too. There's no question about it. But if Carlos Sainz were to win a championship, that'd be awesome, too. I would love to see any Ferrari driver win a championship. It would be Fantastic. I'd love to see it happen um, With the driver lineup they have They should be In the car they have The car they had last year was fantastic too Although reliability issues kind of came into play And they stopped developing the car Midway through the season Once they kind of figured they were out of the title fight This driver lineup This car should absolutely be fighting for championships And I think it will um, Charles Leclerc or Carlos Sainz Should be fighting for a championship as well with the car. Given the car that they have They should be fighting for championships. Ferrari, new team boss this year. Mattia Bonotto. Mattel, my God, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Mattia Bonotto out. Frederick Vassar in. Um, Kind of a good move, I think, for Ferrari. Um, Though I feel kind of bad for Mattia Bonotto because he was there since the Schumacher days and kind of worked his way up all the way to team boss. And he is one of the best uh, engine developers. Within Formula One, and it just—it was kind of—I don't know if it was almost a shock that he left. Um, when he left, I think the reaction was people were not surprised that he left, but for the most part, felt you know maybe this was the right move because the strategy issues they had last year were just horrendous. The reliability issues they had were just were heartbreaking, especially for Charles Leclerc, because some of those affected his championship fight directly. And um, you know, it, it starts. It's got to start at the top. So the move to uh, to for him to go was, I, I guess some people felt it was the right move to do. And we'll find out. I think Fred Vasser's a, uh, a a good team boss to have. Seems like he's a. Uh, I don't really know too much about him, um, but I know that uh, he had a great relationship with Charles Claire when he was at when he was at uh, Alpha Romeo or Sauber. And I think that was 2018, whatever. Yeah, it was 2018, the year he was there, his rookie year. And um, I think that's a good thing. Uh, seems to be very well respected amongst the Ferrari team and the staff and the employees and the fans. The fans seem to very, very much like him as well. So I think that's going to be a cool thing. Driver expectations, no question about it. Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, it's it's championship or bust for both of them. They feel like they have the car. their Their talent level certainly proves that they can win championships and fight for podiums and win races week to week. And the team expects that as well. The team expectations of the exact same th- the exact same thing. It's championship or bust for Ferrari this year. There's no question about it. It's a uh, it has to be. It's it's almost like if they don't win a championship again, you know, it's it's almost like a borderline of. What are we doing here? We're Ferrari. We should be winning championships. If we're not winning championships, then what are we doing? So going back to that struggle of being a Ferrari fan, it's a uh, it's a tough thing. But give that if you want, give that car a look. It's got the most distinct look of any car in the grid. It has these these deep side pods. Just a wonderful looking car. It has this this hidden S duct within the side pods itself for I think for a lot of people are saying engine cooling, which I think that is directly for anyways. But the car itself, just just great. Um, they say, the the team of Ferrari says the engine this year uh, is supposed to be better, I guess more reliable than last season. And um, with that being said, they could run the engine at the highest power for a longer amount of time, which as a result, they said, oh, we're going to gain about 20 horsepower by doing that. Um, There's an engine freeze obviously You can't create a better engine You can only improve reliability So that being said they Oh yeah we'll get 20 horsepower out of it Because we'll be able to run At a higher engine level throughout the entire race The entire season That's great I'm expecting I'd love to see Ferrari win a championship As a fan there's no question about it Um, But Man it's going to be tough to beat the Red Bulls And the Mercedes of the world There's no question about it But given the car they have and the expectations they have, uh, there is no reason why they shouldn't be fighting at the front for the entire season. Carlos or Charles Leclerc fighting for a championship the entire season. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great year to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Moving along to Mercedes. Now, this, I think, is the best-looking car on the grid. Um, They went back to the all-black livery. Absolutely love it it's it should be it, i i hope it sticks forever now uh they brought the black, black livery out in 2020 brought it back in 2021 last year they went to the silver and they brought the black back this year and it is it is a work of art it is a beautiful beautiful car from from i don't even know how to say it. <laughs> from uh, from the front wing to the rear wing, it is just a beautiful, beautiful-looking car. I am so excited to see that thing on track. And I've seen it already for the first couple days in uh, in testing. We'll get, that, we'll get back to that. Uh, the driver lineup of Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. Again, one of the top three driver lineups on the grid. Some would say the best. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with that statement at all. Um, Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion George Russell, certainly proving he is a Talent, extremely talented young driver And beyond hungry to win a championship And he certainly has the right car to do it now And the right team It all depends if that team lets him win a championship I don't know who they're going to prioritize um, I, I have no idea If they want to prioritize Lewis Hamilton Now or if they want to prioritize George I have no idea what they're going to do If it's you know If at some point in time George has the championship Lead with let's say seven races To go and it's You know with I don't know A 20 point margin I guess They let him fight Maybe it's a uh, Or or I don't know If it's something Discussed behind closed doors Hey Lewis You're the number one driver George you're the number one driver I have no idea How they do their team orders there I mean there's no question about it When Valtteri Bottas was in Was with Mercedes Lewis was the number one driver I don't know what it is now I have no idea Um, I like to think that Lewis Is still the number one driver On that team even though he had a bit of a down year last year um, But he certainly kind of Took a step back and wanted to help the team With the development of the car Which I think is great, that's an extremely veteran move I think he knew he was not going to win the championship With the car he got after the first race And I think that was great I thought it was great um, I can see Lewis Having a big bounce back year Wouldn't surprise me if uh, Mercedes figured it out And had a and had a championship winning car again And Lewis up wound up, uh, wound up you know, winning a championship for his eighth time there, I, It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest Or George Russell winning a championship somehow Wouldn't surprise me either If they have a great car um, Team expectations again With Mercedes now They want to win a championship They feel like they should be winning championships every year No question about it They had an incredible run from 2014 All the way up to 2021 They won the, they won the Constructors Championship From 2014 through 2021 Eight years in a row That's uh, that's that's pretty impressive, Lewis. I mean, they won a drivers' championship as well from 2014 all the way through 2020. Pretty amazing, Lewis Hamilton winning. When you won 2014, 2015, Nico Rosberg won 2016, and then Lewis won 2017 through 2020. So, team expectations, it's championship robust as well for Mercedes, no question about it. The driver expectations again, going back to Lewis Hamilton. He wants to win his 8th championship I would love to see him win his 8th championship I'd love to see it I think it'd be phenomenal for the sport It'd be great for Lewis uh, as The great redemption as A lot of some people would think after the way 2021 ended I'm not going to comment any further on that um, But A lot of people would love to see it I'd love to see it too It'd be great great history Again, me being a history buff I, I love the history of the sport It would be him Um he he'd be the undisputed king of Formula One at that point, winning eight championships. Say what you want. Michael Schumacher had the best car those years. He won championships. He did. In ninety four and ninety five with Benetton, did he? Maybe not. But did Lewis have the best car in 08 when he won the championship? Some would say the Ferrari is better. And Felipe Massa should have won the championship that year. Who knows? But if he has the right car. He'll win a championship. That's that's kind of how it is. Michael Schumacher had the best cars when he won the Ferrari, and um, uh, it would not surprise me at all to see Lewis Hamilton win a championship this year if he had the the right car. I, I'd love to see it. I really would. Uh, George Russell, now going back to George, I can see him uh, certainly fighting for podiums. I can see him fighting for wins this year. If he wins a championship, I, I, a few people would be surprised. Um, but again, if Mercedes has the best car this year and George outqualifies Lewis and outclasses Lewis, there's no reason why Mercedes should say hey we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna let Lewis win the championship and let you know you play support role. There's no reason why. It would not surprise me in the slightest to see George Russell have a couple wins this year. It wouldn't. He won last year in Brazil. I could see him winning multiple times this year if he has the right car. there's no question about it. Um, winning a championship, for George Russell Might be a tall order But again I would not be At all surprised At all shocked uh, If if he were to Somehow Win a championship With Mercedes If he wins it this season It'd probably be a To little people But not You know It's Mercedes At the end of the day Oh yeah Mercedes That's right They won a Constructor championship There's no reason why They shouldn't have The best car every year There you go Um I'll, I'll mention Mick Schumacher again a little bit. I think he is in the perfect place uh, as, as the reserve driver at Mercedes. He's going to learn quite a bit um, and certainly develop better as a driver than he would anywhere else. That's just my opinion. That's kind of I'll I'll say about that. And we are moving along now to the final car in the car launch season, Alpine. They actually have two liveries. Uh, one being an all pink livery, kind of a, um, I guess, an homage to the uh, Racing Point team and the uh, their 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 title sponsor uh, BWT Best Water Treatments. I think is what it is. I want to say BWT means Best Water Treatments. I should know that, but I'm gonna look that up right now as I'm as I'm doing this. Anyways, uh, the all pink livery is uh, is sharp. I do I like that a lot better than their other livery they have it's blue with pink i don't like the blue with the pink i'm i'm not crazy about that at all um the all pink they said they're running that i believe for the first um the first three races of the year which i honestly i yeah BWt best water treatment i i would love to see them run that the entire year because where else do you i mean where else do you see a pink car on the grid. I mean it's it's cool. The blue and the pink not crazy about it. It's the, I think they kind of clash with each other. But overall, pretty sharp-looking car. Um kind of excited to see them how they perform this year. They have a new driver lineup again, another new driver lineup. Fernando Alonso out. He's now with Aston Martin and his replacement is Pierre Gasly. So Alpine being a French company, has an all French driver lineup now: Esteban Ocon, Esteban Ocon, and Pierre Gasly, two Frenchmen on the team. So I, I think one, I think the team is happy with their driver lineup. They have an all French driver lineup, and um, you know, it's you don't see that too often anymore. I, I don't, I don't recall the last time Ferrari had an Italian driver in their lineup. Um, so that's kind of it's 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 pretty cool. The team expectations now. For Alpine I think they They think They could be fighting Amongst the top three If everything goes their way They think they have A significant advantage Because they Um They are not an engine supplier For any other team Other than their own Mercedes obviously Is an engine supplier For um Who do they supply for They supply for Aston Martin And uh One other team I believe I gotta think of that I'm thinking out loud here Anyways Um Ferrari, they supply engines uh, to themselves, Alfa Romeo and Haas, and um, Red Bull obviously supplies themselves and AlphaTauri. I'm missing someone. Uh, Williams, that's who they, that's who Mercedes, uh, who, uh, who they're an engine supplier to. Alpine, they have a Renault engine. They are the only Renault engine on the grid, and they think that's a significant advantage to them. That they can certainly improve. Um, uh, their power output and their reliability They think that's an advantage to them If everything goes their way Meaning no reliability Issues, they figure out how to have Power in that engine Maybe they could fight for podiums You might see one guy Win a freak race again going back To that 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix How how Ocon won that race It's It'd be One of those things, I don't see them I don't see them fighting amongst the top three. I think they'll be the top three and then a pretty significant gap and then they might finish fourth. I, I will think they I do think they will finish fourth this year. Their driver lineup is a very good driver lineup. And they they have proven that they can be quick. They had some major reliability issues last year and still finish P four. So if they figure out their reliability issues, which I think I feel like they have, or you know, I who knows, but I feel like they have I can see them finishing in a P4 position. That'd be cool. And I think that's probably the ceiling for them. I don't think they're going to fight with Ferrari. I don't think they'll fight with Red Bull, and I don't think they'll fight with Mercedes. But maybe a race here or there, you'll have them finishing above the Mercedes, the Ferraris, and maybe a Red Bull. But I don't see them fighting for a championship. Not this year, at least. But if everything goes their way, at some point in time, you might see... You might see them crack the top three Who knows uh, The driver expectations I, I don't know who's the one The number one driver And the number two driver in that I think they're kind of a Sort of like a Ferrari It's an, it's an Alpine first thing And not a driver thing And you know I, I, I get that I think uh, I think they're both great drivers Pierre Gasly and Ocon. But um, I, I don't I don't see them I hope they don't Fight each other throughout the season cuz it proved to be kind of bad last year with uh with Ocon and, and Fernando Alonso. And I hope that Gasly and and Ocon don't kind of fight with each other throughout the year. I hope they I hope Alpine kind of figures out, hey, let someone pass or don't fight your teammate, whatever. I don't know. If they're at a point where they're fighting for a podium, maybe they let them, maybe they let them fight. I don't know, but I don't know. I hope they uh, I hope they figure that out pretty quickly. And behind closed doors, they say, "Hey, we're not going to do this, or whatever." Or someone, so and so, you're the number one driver. You're the number two driver. But I don't see that happening. Um, that'll be that'll be kind of an interesting an interesting team to watch throughout the year. I hope they figure out. The, I hope they figured out their reliability issues because. That's the team Fernando Alonso won his world championship with. They have proven at some point in time they can win a world championship. Obviously they had the the major kind of issues with their engines um, in the in the mid 2010s there when Red Bull was still a uh, a um, uh, when they were still supplying Red Bull with engines um, Renault was very low in power and I hope they figure that out. That is all I have to say about the car launches. We'll talk about testing for a minute now Day 2 has concluded Um Testing to me Means just about Nothing There's no, I don't think any of the teams are kind of Showing all their cards Of what their car can do And we really have no idea What what each What every car is going to be like until, until Q3 of Bahrain Um testing is it's again i don't think it means much i think it's mostly for teams to just collect some reliability data some long-run data and it's just it's it's certainly not long enough it's three days um i mean i know in years past you could test your cars from whenever you wanted um but now it's it's sort of like a you know it's it's I guess it kind of it levels the playing field cuz the teams who had the most money, we would win the championships, but now it levels the playing field. You can only test your cars when you can when you're allowed to test your cars. And um 3 days certainly is not enough for the teams, but they're going to gather as much data as they can, and we won't know anything until Q3 of uh of of in Bahrain next weekend. But from what I've seen so far in testing, you can pick up little things. From what I have seen so far, the Red Bull looks like the best car I've said that already I think they're going to be the best car And certainly right now They look like the best car That car looks to be So stable on track um, It looks it, The engine power certainly may be improved somehow um, They have the best driver on the grid I think of Max Verstappen I think he's at the top of his game And there's no one who's going to be stopping him Except himself That'd be the only way he'd be stopped If he were to be stopped himself but the Red Bull has has looked the best so far, from what you can see with the naked eye. Again, we have no idea if these teams are are giving it full their their you know the European term their full beans, but I think that's a funny term. Um, but the the Red Bull looks like the best car at the moment. There's no porpoising in the car itself, meaning the car is not. Being sucked to the ground and then popping back up—that's the porpoising. It's kind of a—it's kind of a weird term. Um, it, I, I don't—I don't see them—I don't see them struggling at all this year. I, It's—I don't—I don't—I don't see it. Um, the Ferrari has look, looked pretty squirrely on day one. I know they—I think they had a, a different uh, setup on day two, and the car looked better on day two. I think they were doing a lot of long runs, and I think they were using some old tires. To kind of figure out how the uh, the tires would work on the long runs. Um, I, I would like to see, you know, what the lap times are gonna be on the third day of testing. I think they got into the low 130s today. I think they were I think the lowest may have been 130, one minute 30 seconds uh, on day two, somewhere in that area. Um I'd like to see if they if they really are they're gonna do these really light fuel loads on fresh tires like they would in a qualifying session. We'll see We probably won't see that until You know, free practice one or free practice two Of Bahrain We will probably won't see that until then um, The Ferrari has looked Again, squirrely day one Day two looked a lot better Day one looked like there was a lot of porpoising um, Day two looked like the car was a little more planted to the ground A little more stable They were doing some long runs But didn't look like they were too concerned About anything And again I've already said at the beginning when I was talking About the testing I don't think it means much We really won't know anything until Until Q3 of of Bahrain Uh the Mercedes Is kind of an interesting one They're kind of They're kind of panicking It almost seems like uh they had A hydraulic failure in the second Part of practice Or testing Uh this afternoon of day two Um uh, and it seems like they're almost in a panic because they're kind of worried about their bodywork and what their side pods are like they kind of have a side podless design and i guess uh <laughs> they're already discussing their options of what they could do to change the car and it's i don't know it could be one of those things they're sandbagging there are a lot of people a lot of the great teams have been known for that oh our car stinks and then all of a sudden they win the championship so um especially mercedes too i think they 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 have been known to do that in the past um, I, I, I don't think there's any reason to panic at all for Mercedes. The car looks, the car looked fantastic on the track. I think it looked planted to the ground. There's certainly no porpoising issues with them this season. It looked like these first couple days, um, and the car looks stable around the track too. I, I, th- I think that if they figure out their engine power, which I'm certain they probably will, because they're Mercedes and they have the best engineers in the world, um, that there is no reason why. That car will be fighting for a championship this year. That's just my opinion. Um, I won't get too much more into testing again. It means next to nothing. It's it's just great to see cars out on track. You know we haven't seen them since November of last season, and uh, it's just so it's so refreshing to see cars out on track. It it really is. I and you, you see all these new these new liveries and and finally seeing what these cars actually look like and and the drivers behind the wheel. And you can see just how excited they are to get back behind the wheel of a Formula One car again, and it's it's just such a breath of fresh air. And, and you know the announcers, Steve Croft, is just is just so excited to back to be back there, as well as everyone else that I've heard that I've heard. Um, it's just great. You know we're on the eve of the of the Formula One season it starts next weekend, and uh, it's it's you know it's so full of excitement and hope the first few races because you have no idea what's going to happen you really don't. So, that's all I got to say about testing and I'm going to get in my last segment here very quickly. We are going to do my season prediction for this year. Yes. I was going to wait till next episode to do that, but since testing's already started, I'm going to do it right now. We're going to start with the constructors. We're going to start with them. I'm going to start from the bottom up from 10th work my all the way up to first place. P10, that is going to be Williams. I don't see them improving too much, if at all. Uh, they have a new team principal, a new driver lineup. Uh, Logan Sargent, he is a rookie. I don't see him making too much noise within the Formula One grid. The only American on the grid, that's about it. But I don't see them improving at all. P10. P9, Alpha Tauri, yes again I don't see them improving at all from last season uh they finished p9 as well last season um I I they're not interested in winning that just it's just it's plain and simple um they I just don't I don't I don't get it I don't get it with them uh they are not they are not a team interested in winning championships p8. Is going to be Haas. I think Haas has a decent driver lineup in uh, Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen. I think they'll get, um, you know, a, a lot out of the car that they can get. They certainly are going to have to prove that uh, they can have a reliable car. Um, I know last season they had some some issues with that, I especially the second half of the season. They were they were terrible. Um, and I think I think that's a a decent driver lineup. Again, and Nico Hulkenberg probably provides some more consistent finishes than Mick Schumacher did, which is still just a snub, I think, in in, in my in my opinion. Um, so P eight for them, I can see them scoring some, you know, a couple decent points here and there. P seven, that is going to be Alfa Romeo. I don't think they will. Um, imp- it's actually a a, a non improvement from last year. They were P6 in the standings last year. I think they'll finish P7. Um, the car itself, so again, I'm going back to the testing. I know it means nothing. The car does not look great in testing. It's, it looks great. It's a great-looking car, but it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's. It's a very comfortable car to drive, or a very um, a very competitive car for that matter either. Uh, Valtteri Bottas will get the most out of the car he can. I think he certainly likes being there. Um, he's. I think he's kind of becoming. More himself within the team And Joe Guan Yu I don't see him having too much of an improvement Of a season And though I want him to I don't see him getting too aggressive With the fights that he's going to be in Within the midfield And that's just too bad So P7 for Alfa Romeo P6 is going to be McLaren I don't see them having a competitive car I said that They have said that as well The car they have, um, it seems like it's going to be extremely difficult to develop throughout the season, if they're even going to develop it at all. Um, And it sounds like already that they're going to have issues getting out of Q1 and surviving in Q2. So too bad for McLaren. That's too bad. P5, I'm expecting Aston Martin to be there. I can see Fernando Alonso having a great time with that uh, that Aston Martin team. He's going to help them develop the car. There's no question about it the team is committed to winning and they want to win they want to improve they want to fight at the top and i think they'll be right smack dab in the middle come the end of the season at p5 p4 is going to be alpine i can see them having a good season they won't be fighting amongst the top 3 they'll be kind of in their own you know their own kind of uh kind of lane they'll be fighting they'll be that's considered the best of the rest the p4 actually the p3 is considered best of the rest um p4 alpine they have a a good driver lineup i like uh the consistency that those two can provide and i think they're they're quick drivers too they've both proven they can win and i think if they get somehow to the front of the grid that they will uh they will show that they can be at the front of the grid they're both talented drivers so P4 for uh, Alpine. P3 is going to be, I think, again, Mercedes this season. I think they're about a year away, a truly, a truly realistic year away again from fighting truly for the championship again. The car itself is fantastic looking, um, and I, I think that they're probably one more year away from that concept and that design they have from truly fighting again for the top. Though the gap between P1, P2 and P3 this year is going to be much tighter. I think than it was last season, Red Bull kind of blew everyone away. Um, and then Mercedes and Ferrari was, were kind of close. Um, but I think that gap between P2 and P3 is going to be a lot closer than we think. And the gap between P2 and P1. righty, P2. Ferrari. Yep. Even as a Ferrari fan, I think they're going to finish second place. I don't think anyone's beating the Red Bulls. P2 is um it, it's it's going to be closer, I think, than last year. I don't think they're going to lose by 200 points again like they did last season. Um but I I don't see them I don't see them outclassing the Red Bulls. I really don't. Um just my just my opinion there with the Ferrari. It's going to be a great car they'll be competitive no question about it they'll be fighting for for podiums just about every race but the red bull is just gonna they're gonna eventually outclass them it's just it's just how it's gonna be they're gonna they're proven to be more consistent they have the best car design they have the best car designer in adrian newey and i just that's just how it's gonna be and p1 obviously red bull uh max verstappen checo perez that red bull car that red bull powertrain um the designs they have, their philosophies, no one's stopping them this year. Again, they're, I think they're going to run away with the championship. Um, Not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, but, if, if, you know, it's funny. You look at it, the recent history from 2010 to today. Uh, there's only been two teams that have won championships, and that is Red Bull and Mercedes for the last 12 years, 13 years. Um, So it's kind of that. Going into the drivers now, um, I'll do this kind of quickly. The first half, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of dive into it. P twenty Logan Sargent, rookie. I, I don't think he's. It's, it was kind of a. I guess it was the the cheap option to have as a second driver, uh, because they lost um, Nick Latifi, who was a. I, I think he brought in a lot of money based on the sponsors he had. So that's kind of that p19 joe guanyu i don't see him performing too well this year in that alfa romeo i really don't p18 nico hulkenberg i don't see him uh i guess um fulfilling the role that haas expects him to fill i think that car eventually is just going to drop off and that's probably the best he'll do he might get a couple points throughout the year we'll see P seventeen Yuki Sonoda. I don't see him. Um, I I don't I don't see him in that AlphaTauri just having a good year. I really don't. I can see AlphaTauri uh, maybe having a good race here or there where both of their drivers might end up with you know P ten or P nine. That would be probably their ceiling. But Yuki too bad. P sixteen Alex Albin. I think he'll get the most out of that Williams he can get. And he will probably get, I don't know, the max of 10 points for the entire season. That'll be it. P14. Again, I said this earlier when I was going over Alpha Tauri. I think Nick DeVries is going to outscore Yuki Sonoda. That is, I think, where he will end up in P14. He's proved he can score points, and he has proved that he is capable of doing that. In um, an Alpha Tauri, will he be able to do that? I think he will. I think it's a better car than the Williams remains to be seen but i think it is and i think he'll uh i think he'll kind of be in his own um his own right there um p13 now lance stroll and i put this when he's healthy he'll finish p13 i have no idea what his what is uh what his health status is with his broken wrists if he's when he's going to drive i have no idea i'll kind of go through that quickly p12 kevin magnuson i think he's a much better driver than nico Hulkenberg. I I think a lot of people would agree with that as well. Um, He has proven that he still has the fire in his belly to be a form of the one driver. I think Haas kind of realized immediately they should have never let him go to begin with. And um, I think he'll—he proved last year he can score points in a Haas, and I think he's going to again this year. I think he's going to end up P12 when everything's all said and done. He's a good driver. He's consistent. And I think uh, he's—he's— not overly aggressive enough to the point where he's gonna he's gonna be disrespected on the grid, um, and he's uh, I think he's a, a wonderful driver. In uh, Haas, however, he's not he's not gonna get very far though. P eleven, Valtteri Bottas in that Alfa Romeo. Uh the Alfa Romeo again. It all depends on that reliability. He's kind of again proving he could drive that car. Uh, to the best of its ability and get the most out of it he can because he is a very talented driver, and he's becoming I think more comfortable being himself in a team than he was in Mercedes. P10, Pierre Gasly in the Alpine. That's uh, I I think that's kind of the low end as well for Pierre. I don't see him uh, I, I don't see him in the Alpine fighting amongst the top the top six drivers. Um, the Ferraris, the Mercedes, and, and the Red Bulls. P9, Esteban Ocon is going to beat Pierre Gasly, but it's only going to be by about, I, I think, within a few points of each other. It's not going to be much. P eight. This is the um this is kind of a surprise to me. I I because I want him to succeed, and that is Lando Norris. I want Lando Norris to have I want him to show how talented he is. In such a terrible car that McLaren says they have, and I want him to succeed. And I think P8 is probably the best he will do in that McLaren this year. P7, I'm expecting big things out of Fernando Alonso and that, and that, uh, Ask Martin. They had a terrible car last year and the year before, but I think with the new, uh, headquarters, the new factory, and the team being finally, um, kind of, On the page they want to be on I think they're giving a a decent car And I think Fernando Alonso is certainly Going to get the most out of it, it all depends On that reliability end, and I think With the Mercedes engine they have wonderful Reliability, so That's where it ends up P6, Carlos Sainz Uh I, (laughs) I I see him, you know, he's the smooth Operator, they call him the smooth operator But he is the Uh in my eyes, the number two driver at Ferrari. I hate to say it, but I think he's the number two driver there. Uh he's certainly not he's not a better qualifier than Charles Leclerc. And I I, I feel like when he gets in traffic, like when he gets in like a very thick traffic at the front of the grid, I just I, I don't think he can handle the pressure for some reason. I don't know why I see it that way, but that's where I think it's gonna end up. Uh P five, the number two driver at Red Bull, Sergio Checo Perez. Uh Red Bull Is certainly going to be, I think, the best car on the grid. Um, Sergio Perez, I think, is going to, again, fulfill that support role that he has, even though nobody wants to say it uh, at Red Bull. But he is going to fulfill that support role as good as anyone. And uh, he might get a win here or there. P4, George Russell in that Mercedes. Uh, He is... Again, wouldn't surprise me if he wins a race here or there. He's a very talented driver. And that Mercedes, I think, even though Mercedes is panicking in their garage and their team at the moment, I think that Mercedes will be just fine on the grid. P3, Lewis Hamilton. Yep, he is P3. Wouldn't surprise me if Lewis won a race. He's won over 100 races. Wouldn't surprise me if he wins this year as well. Mercedes seems to be in the right position to Um win races again last season they had that great one too in brazil um and i think this season now they are making a wonderful improvement in that car last year would not surprise me to see that car end up on the podium many times and in uh p1 many times as well p2 charles leclerc as much as i want him to win a championship nobody is stopping max verstappen no one is stopping max verstappen P2, Charles Leclerc, he's going to fight. He's going to give his best fight in that Ferrari. All depends on that reliability. They proved last year when they had a reliable car, they could fight at the top Ferrari. All depends on the reliability, but I don't think anyone's beating Max Verstappen. And P1, your champion three years in a row, Max Verstappen. No one is stopping that Red Bull this season, but the title fight will be closer than it was last year. I do think the Ferrari will have a little bit better reliability. They said they have. The cars look decent in the first couple days. But the best car on the grid, again, I think in 2023, will be the Red Bull. And nobody is stopping Max Verstappen when he's at the top of his game. That's just how it is. So, kind of in conclusion now, um, that's pretty much it for Episode 3. When we come back for Episode 4, I will be reviewing the first weekend of the 2023 season i cannot tell you how excited i am for this year it's going to be fantastic um, the first few races are always so much fun to watch because there's so there's so much that can happen still and the title fights can be so close and you can immediately see what's gonna what's gonna happen or you know it could be one of those things too <laughs> you get to you get to the first race you get the lights out in in bahrain and all of a sudden max verstappen's a second faster than everyone wouldn't surprise me at all really wouldn't So that being said, thank you again for listening in today. I appreciate it as always. And we will see you next time on episode four of the DRS Activated Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at DRS Activated Pod. Drop us some suggestions sometime. What do you want us to talk about? Formula one related. Give us some suggestions. There's always things to talk about. Um, I do the best I can to try and keep up with everything. But if you guys point something out, please drop it in there. Drop it in the DMs let me know what you want to want to hear on the show and we'll go from there again thank you again and we will see you next time take care now